88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who in light light them up boys there's your picture drop the shadows out of sight this is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw today is April the 10th 2018, last week I ended my half hour with a report on the struggle uh, to end the genital mutilation of females. Uh, Millions of them for 6,000 years is possibly the oldest, certainly one of the cruelest practices for absolute social control of women. Oh, hopefully... This practice is gradually becoming to an end. At least many women have decided not to castrate their daughters. Uh, Rather than continuing with that material, much of which I published back in the day, uh, I want to just save it. There's just so much a person can take. You know, uh, I remember Alice Walker saying that uh, she talked about this subject in England at some time long ago, and women literally fainted. So, uh, that's right, boys and girls. Don't take more than we can take. Uh, before I review the latest TV series, i got that here now. Uh, 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 it's called Here and Now. It's an interesting show. Anyway, I just want to vent for just a minute, yes, about another form of human cruelty, uh, And I know that uh, some people may think that it's a bit of a stretch to talk about uh, a connection between the castration of women, the infibulation, what they call pharaonic circumcision, uh, destruction of women's sexuality. Uh, People think that I might make a connection between the declawing of domestic house cats. I know it's disgusting. Um, Couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Couldn't sleep. Uh, Last night, I can't sleep a lot these days. I found myself watching all those things on the damn animal channel. You know, I love it. I always think that I'm going to see puppies, and they'll cheer me up, and I'll go to sleep happy. But uh, I stumbled last night on a show in which... (laughs) Human stupidity. Human stupidity uh, was displayed. Uh, 
in a manner, I couldn't help thinking of Albert Einstein once saying two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. His his cat uh, had become a nuisance, so he he was thinking about getting the little animal declawed, you know. And uh, apparently... uh, (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, I guess... I guess stupidity depends on who you are and where you sit. Uh, Einstein, yes. Two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity, and I'm not sure about the universe anyway. Is anything stupider than to cripple an animal just because their behavior annoys you? Ah, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, Stupido, stupido. Uh, Of course... We don't empathize with animals, at least most people don't, you know. On this little program, the guy who came to help or train the cat explained that it's not, uh, uh, it's not, uh, what is it? It's, it's not against the law. He said he wished it should be against the law. Absolutely, we all know that that's true, but that... It was uh, the equivalent of um, just disabling, critting the, uh, crippling the animal. Uh, declawing involves removing the first digit uh, on the fingers, the paws, you know, a little paws, to cut all that out. I, I have met amputated cats. Uh, they're afraid to step outdoors. I remember meeting one not too long ago. And... Uh, I tell you, it made me, uh, I well, I got to shut up because I, I cannot understand why such a thing should strike me so hard, why it should be so horrible. I think because it is so absolutely unnecessary. With just a little help, the owner of this cat was made to understand that he could put his uh, towels up on the shelf and... Uh, <laughs> You know, put the food on the counter away before the cat jumped up to take it, blah, blah. And uh, he was shown how he could uh, fix his little uh, cubbyhole apartment so that the cat could look out a window and not be quite so bored. Uh, Has nothing to do. uh, I think of women in the houses, in their dark rooms, in the back at the uh, home where women are not uh, invited to eat with the men. Uh, anyway, this owner is very irritating. Uh, he didn't like to be told that he was doing something wrong. And he said he'd been raised with cats and dogs. And God, then I began to think what he, he had done to his earlier pets. Anyway, uh, I think that uh, it was comic because in the next segment, the trainer, the helper, met a woman who has allowed her cat to tear her to pieces, rip up her friends, uh, and absolutely ruin her life. <laughs> I, I guess I guess uh, human behavior is too bizarre, just too damn bizarre to live with. Now, the weeping woman apparently had lost a cat earlier because the cat was uh, insane, violent, and uh, tore up. Uh, the human beings that came to visit, and she was forced at last to put it up for adoption, and then the people who uh, kept the cat could not 
find a home for it, and thus it had to be destroyed. And she was still suffering and weeping from this, uh, obviously. We all need help getting these things straight. Uh, There's usually an answer. I remember this stage in my development when a friend had to come to my home. Uh, She came with two boxes. She filled these boxes with cats and kittens that I had allowed to proliferate upstairs and downstairs in my home. I felt that they needed a place to stay. People brought them to me, that kind of thing. Uh, Then they proceeded to have kittens, I think. I must have been a super fool. And if I didn't have friends who had come to my rescue, uh, unfortunately, I was such a coward that I didn't follow through to make sure what had happened and that all these cats had been adopted. I was just... So ashamed, I put my head down, you know. Anyway, uh, I also had an insane cat once who was so violent uh, that I did have to have her removed when she attacked my son. I do understand my priorities. Uh, I had to lock him in the bathroom, (laughs) but uh, the, the lady came with a net and took him away. He tore me up very badly when he first came, and I managed to make him, uh, what is it, uh, not not affectionate, but companionable. Took about six months. Uh, he had been given to me by friends. We were sitting in a coffee shop, and the friends went next door to a pet store and said, Jennifer needs a cat. And they took this cat out of its cage and brought it to me. And I felt I couldn't turn it down, uh, But when I got home, a couple days after I got home, I reached for something the cat was, uh, I guess, eating or drinking. And she tore me up really bad, and I tried to give her back, but they said, no, no, she's nice, she's fine, which she was at that time. She only had these little psychotic breaks. But uh, (laughs) after a year, I, I think I was almost relieved. She obviously... Uh, had had some terrible thing happen to her. Or I'm beginning to believe that the environment may have something to do with the illnesses of our animals, our pets. But that's obviously a show for experts to deal with. Uh, I never remember having a demented cat uh, when I was younger, and I've had hundreds I've had all kinds of uh, annoying cats, you know, but I've never had an attack cat until the one that came to me. Oh, what's it been now? I guess five or six years ago it's been, in any case. Uh, Compassion is a strange thing, Nietzsche says. uh, Nowhere are there follies, yes, more great, yes. He said, the follies of the compassionate Man has died of his pity, yes. And I think at the end of those poems, he turned it around and he said, God, she's God who has died of his pity for man. I wonder if that is coming true. I wonder if that is happening. Lately, I have uh, dreams about apocalyptic uh, events Things seem to have reached a point. Uh, It isn't that they're so terrible. 
They've always been terrible. We know that. But uh, something is different, I think. I'm hoping it might mean a great awakening. I think it probably means Ragnarok. That is the destruction of everything, including the gods. Uh, I think, uh, rather than go on to being a proper reviewer, the way I used to be back in the day, I want to read something that made me feel good because I was so terribly sad and anxious last night. I couldn't help but reach for my favorite therapy, one of the little books I used to use in school, uh, all about a cockroach and a cat. Uh, the cockroach is going to declare war on humanity because uh, humanity slaughters all his friends, his bugs, and all the persecuted insects he knows. I think I have told you, if you've listened to my program in the past, about Archie. Archie the cockroach and his friend Mahidabel, they uh, were born back in the 40s, I think, 1940s. Uh, he uh, was the main character in a column in the New York Sun called the Sundial Column. And uh, what happened was uh, that a journalist came in one morning and he found that his typewriting machine had been left with a piece of paper in it and uh, a little roach had uh, been jumping about on the keys. He, he describes this. He said he had come in the room earlier than usual and discovered a gigantic cockroach jumping about upon the keys. He did not see me. He would climb painfully upon the framework of the machine and cast himself with all his force upon a key head downward. His weight and the impact of the blow was just sufficient to operate the machine one slow letter after another. He could not work the capital letters. <laughs> he had a great deal of difficulty operating the mechanism that shifts the paper so that a fresh line may be started. Uh... We never saw a cockroach work so hard or perspire so freely in all our lives before. Uh, after about an hour of this frightfully difficult literary labor, he fell to the floor exhausted. We saw him creep feebly into a nest of the poems, which were always there in profusion. <laughs> Elsewhere, in the collection of poems by Archie uh, he asks uh, not whether people like his stuff, but he says, the question, boss, is, is it literature or not? <laughs> he, I'll give you a few lines while he, uh, let's see, he, he's trying to explain where he came from. He says, expression is the need of my soul. I was once a liberal poet, he says, yes. Uh, I died. My soul went into the body of a cockroach. It has given me a whole new outlook upon life. I see things from the underside now. Thank you for the apple peelings in the waste paper basket. But your paste is getting so stale, I can't eat it. There is a cat here called Mayidabel. I wish you would have her removed. She nearly ate me the other night. 
Why don't she catch rats? That is what she is supposed to be for. There is a rat here she should get without delay. Most of these rats here are just rats. But this rat is like me. He has a human soul in him. He used to be a poet himself. Night after night I have written poetry for you on your typewriter. And this big brute of a rat, who used to be a poet, comes out of his hole when it's done. He reads it and sniffs at it. He is jealous of my poetry. He used to make fun of it when we were both human. He was a punk poet himself. After he has read it, he sneers and then he eats it. I wish you would have Mahidabel kill that rat or get a cat that is onto her job. I will write you a series of poems showing how things look to a cockroach. That rat's name is Freddy. The next time Freddy dies, I hope he won't be a rat, but something smaller. I hope I will be a rat in the next transmigration and Freddy a cockroach. I will teach him to sneer at my poetry then. Don't you ever eat any sandwiches in your office? I haven't had a crumb of bread for I don't know how long. Or a piece of ham? Or anything but apple parings and paste? Leave a piece of paper in your machine every night. You can call me Archie. Now, in the little collection of poems by Archie, we discover that Mehidabel becomes his special pal. And Mehidabel, too, was once uh, (laughs) embodied in a human... Yes, Cleopatra, she was once Cleopatra, she said. And Archie says over the years she has lost some of her better manners. Anyway, Mehidabel is the one who is... uh, there's that always interested in joie de vivre. She always says, uh, Toujours gay, Archie. Toujours gay, kiddo. There's a dance in the old dame yet, Archie. Always the lady, though. Always the lady, Archie. Anyway, she runs around. She has a lot of boyfriends, you know. Um, there's even a theater cat. They're very funny cats. They're sort of cats that T.S. Eliot wrote about, but... Uh, these cats I like even better. Uh, <laughs> she has, occasionally she has kittens, and uh, she says that her maternal instincts were not very well developed, but she does uh, love those little kittens, she says to Archie, and uh, uh, a few days later, a little while later, uh, there was a terrible flood, rain, and it seems that the kittens were in the garbage can, and Archie says, What happened to your kittens, Mehidabel? What kittens? She answered. Uh, <laughs> anyway, today I am depressed, and I want to uh, read the poem called Archie Declares War, because this is about the feelings some of us have uh, in these terrible times when we really would like to see a change. And we cannot see any way, any way to do this. Uh, 
And we do silly things, like think that if we destroyed everybody, things would be better. Anyway, this is just, what is it, an uh, uh, venting, expressing of feelings, airing of feelings. Archie declares war. I'm going to start a revolution. I saw a kitchen worker killing water bugs with poison, hunting pretty little roaches down to death. It set my blood to boiling. I thought of all the massacres and slaughter of persecuted insects at the hands of cruel humans. I cried aloud to heaven and I knelt on all six legs and vowed a vow of vengeance. I shall organize the insects, I shall drill them, I shall lead them, I shall fling a billion times a billion billion risen insects in an army at the throats of all you humans. Unless you sign the papers for a damn sight better treatment. Volunteers, volunteers, hearken to my calling. Direct action is what we need. Fifty million flies are wanted. Uh, they will die in marmalade. But curses, curses, curses on the cruel human race. Uh, does the human race uh, not kill the poor mosquito? Does the mosquito not love her little offspring that you swat against the wall out of equatorial swamps and fever jungles? Come mosquitoes, a billion, billion strong and sting a billion bald heads till they butt against each other and break like eggshells, caterpillars, locusts, grasshoppers, gnats, vampires, moths, black-legged spiders with red hearts of hell, centipedes and scorpions like gingery ants. Come, 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 you tarantulas with fury in your feet. Bloodsuckers, wriggle out of the bayous. Ticks, cooties, hornets, give up your pleasures, all your little trivial Sunday school picnics. This is war. War in earnest. Red revolution. Come in a cloud with the sun hiding miracles of small deadly wings. Swarm, stab, and bite. What we want is justice. Curses, curses, curses. Over air and water whirl in a million sweeping, swaying, cyclonic dances. Whirl and swoop down on the cities like a comet bearing death. Ah. A comet flicks its tail and little, little creatures die. Out of all your billions, make great dragons that lie along the sky and war with the sunset and eat up the moon. Draw all the poison from the evil stars. Spit it on the earth. Remember every planet pivots on an atom and so you are strong, I swear by the great Horned tone of Mithridates, I swear by the vision of whiskered old Pythagoras that I am very angry. I am mad as hell. 
for I have seen a soapy kitchen mechanic murdering my brothers, slaying little roaches, pathetic in their innocence. Damn her red elbows, damn her spotted apron, damn her steamy hair, damn her dull eyes that look like a pair of little pickled onions, curses, curses, curses. I even heard her praised for undertaking murder on her own volition and called the only perfect cook in the city. Come, come, come. Come in your billions, tiny small feet and humming little wings. Crawlers and creepers, wigglers and stingers, scratchers, borers, slitherers, little forked tongues. Man is at your mercy. One sudden gesture and all his empires perish. Rise, strike for freedom. Curses on the species that invented roach poison. Curses on the stingy beings that evolved tight zinc covers that you can't crawl under. Come for their garbage cans like a sandstorm spewed from the mouth of a great apocalyptic desert making devils. Come like the spray, sooty and fiery, snorting from the nostrils of a sky-eating ogre. Let us have a little direct action, is the sincere wish of Archie. (laughs) That's Archie declares war. God, don't we feel like that some days. I tried listening to those Senate hearings for a few minutes, and I... Thought I'd go nuts, absolutely nuts. I picked up my Emily Dickinson. No, I picked up my Emily Bronte. She's even better here. Uh, 19, no, 1846, 1846. Emily Bronte. She's writing about tyrants. Yes, his voice is kind, but uh, yes, his soul is hard as steel. The poem's called No Coward Soul is Mine. Emily Bronte writes, Vain are the thousand creeds that move men's hearts. Unutterably vain. Worthless as withered weeds or idlest froth amidst the boundless main. There you go, uh, Foam, the froth on the waves, that's all that these, what is it, these beliefs are worth. These men talking about virtue on the television. Now, I have here all this stuff on the war on women. You know, uh, it's the saddest thing that I know, and... I see that my oldest articles on female genital mutilation date from 1982. Of course, it lasted long before that. Herodotus mentions it, but see, we're going back. Well, let's see. How many years? 10, 20, 30, 40. Same story all over the world. However, 
It is coming into consciousness. It's getting on the news. Here and there, this one and that one. In my notes, I see that long ago, I think the early 80s, the president of Burkini Faso outlawed this practice. And guess what happened to him? He (laughs) was assassinated, of course. I'm sure you knew the answer to that one. Next week, let's talk about something uh, fun, like a new television series called Here and Now. It's all about us, all about us. New Age folks with our New Age problems. Same problems, a different spin, different costumes. This has been Jennifer Stone. I'll be back on the air next Tuesday at the same time. Until then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. KPFA turns 69 on April 15th. Every year, listeners ask us, what does KPFA want on its birthday? What we want is for you to become a KPFA ally. An ally is a sustaining member who donates monthly to our independent radio station that lifts the voices of the Bay and speaks truth to power. Why? Because if we can increase our ally membership, we can cut additional days from our fund drives and eventually eliminate one completely. Our birthday present can also be a present for you. Join our birthday membership celebration Friday, April 13th and become an ally or a new member of the Bay Area's truly independent station that stays as vigilant as always. 94.1 FM, KPFA. Thank you.